Welcome to Send News, a weekly podcast about video game and news. Go figure. Joining me today, it's a really cool day. We've got Connor, of course, one half of the epic inside gaming duo of <laughs> Connor and Patrick <laughs> that just crushed it. Call us. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we've got a um, special guest here with us today, Kyle from Backwards Compatible Boys. What's, What's up, Kyle? Up? And Glad Chloe. Hi. Yep, sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to cut into everybody's intros so they can't actually say hello. No, uh, no that's fine. <laughs> this yeah. show is all about me, and I'm going to talk about video games, and you all are going to sit uh, here. Such a power. Asserting dominance. Asserting exactly. dominance right now, yeah. Uh, but we've got a show to do, so let's get into the news. Woo! Of course, Woo! the big thing this week everybody is talking about is Halo Infinite being delayed. For <sighs> shame. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, it's it's disappointing to say the least, but based off of what they showed, it's definitely the right move, I think. Uh, yeah. Although they just did hand the win to Sony this fall, I think, right? Ooh, that right? is the question. Did oh, the, absolutely. Yeah, I does the Halo did. does the Halo Infinite delay uh just give Sony the win for for new console launches, I guess, is a question. That's a terrible way to phrase that. Can someone ask it better than me? Would you like me to? <laughs> yeah. Could you give it a try? We, <laughs> Did Xbox just this? hand Sony the win on a silver platter? Sony Halo Infinite? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> Shit. But... But yes. Yes, they did. Yeah, 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 it it did. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like, 100%, 100%. What, what other launch title were people excited about for Series X aside from Halo? Like, so, I can't think of anything. It's all smoke and mirrors. They're padding it yeah. out with their Game Pass library, which is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a great offering. Mm-hmm. But also, their whole thing is like, you can play it anywhere. You can play it on an Xbox. You can play it on a PC. Mm-hmm. It's What do they have that's mm-hmm. going to move that console now? Right. You associate Halo with Xbox so heavily. And it's like, yes. oh, you have an Xbox, but no Halo. It's like, why do I have this box then? <laughs> but, okay, this is it for me. You know Halo's coming eventually, just like when you buy a Nintendo platform. You know Zelda and Mario and hopefully someday a Metroid game is coming the eventually, game. right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, the big platform for Microsoft this time around is about the services, right? So they're claiming they're going to have over a 1,000 games playable on a new, uh, on a next-gen console, which has just never happened before in the history of games. You've never had that access, well, maybe with other backwards-compatible um like, I guess, PlayStation 2 and, and early PlayStation 3, you had that library there, which you could do. Mm-hmm. But but the thing about Game Pass and then some of these games are getting updates. But it seems like at launch, the updates that we're getting aren't going to be like, they're going to be ports, right? They're not going to be the the fancy like ultimate editions or definitive editions like the Ori right. thing. I don't think that's coming at launch. But there are these other hooks, bells and whistles. So if you're a Xbox fan, you are going to get it anyway. And it's going to probably be fine, which is why I don't know if it's like so much like, ah, Sony has taken this one. I guess what I would give to Sony is Miles Morales, if that comes out mm-hmm. during launch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think maybe Horizon also, if that's close to Q4 or within this year. Right, yeah. Then that mm-hmm. could be really cool. But I don't know. Like for me, it doesn't, it didn't really stop me from buying an Xbox because I know Master Chief, he's, he's going to be there for me when it's time. He'll be, well, yeah, I, he'll I be just waiting. think um, it's... It's a matter of people who are thinking about choosing. Now they don't have to. They're like, well, now I can get the PlayStation and then later on pick up the Xbox once Master Chief is there, you know, to really sell the console. Mm-hmm. Unless you really want that day one achievement, if they're going to have that again, like they did for the Xbox One launch, where it's like you had it from day one. It was just like a simple little achievement, little bleep bloop. But I mean, I, that didn't matter that's, to me. That no, sucks. I don't like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out hard against that achievement. Yeah. Nah. 
That's a great point. That's a great point uh, that you can make one decision now and then table like save your money for later for for when Mm -hmm. Halo actually does come. That's actually a great point and will affect, Mm -hmm. you know, sales numbers, I think. Um, Chloe, are you a big Halo fan or you're you a line stone? This is a terrible question to ask somebody. I'm sorry. But yeah, no, I don't know. I guess I'm not like a huge diehard fan, but like I guess it does help that I'm like, okay, well, Xbox probably going to lose like. At least just this year, they're not. Everyone's not going to go scramble to buy their Xbox right away. And be like, okay, well, Sony's got Spider-Man. I'll do that right. Yeah, that's fair. I think. I think with the Halo thing, I mean, obviously you you alluded to it, Evan, but there is an audience for Halo. It's going to sell, and people are going to buy Xbox to play Halo. So mm-hmm. that audience, regardless of when it comes out, is going to get it. The problem I think now for Xbox though is this particular Halo, Halo Infinite seems uniquely poised to bring new people into the franchise. Like, jumping onto a four or a five or a spinoff is, you know, not the same as like, hey, here's a reboot. You can jump in now, get your feet wet. That was, right. I think, the part of the idea with it, with being a launch for this, you know, first console back after the Xbox One <laughs> debacle back in 2013 <laughs> when they were like, television is the new video games. And so... You know, I think that's I think that is going to hit them regardless of that diehard audience. Yeah, I feel like being old, a little bit older, I guess, for someone who plays games. I mean, obviously not as old as Brian. I love Brian. Uh, you know, I beat him by a couple of years, maybe. But um, it, it's hard sometimes for me to remember that there are people who have grown up and not played a Halo game. And I also I don't know what that landscape looks like if you're trying to sell a Halo game and market to. Uh, market against games like Fortnite, games like uh, Call of Duty and like Warzone, which has just been blowing up for for Activision. So I don't know. It, it is hard, and I think you're right, Connor. Like this is uh, Microsoft's chance to show the world Halo, get new new players on board, and, and get people interested. And in, and I mean, even with that first showing or that second gameplay showing, uh, where we actually got gameplay at the the showcase this summer uh, for first party. It didn't show particularly well, and at least not to the people that you would want to show well to. I think so. It's already it was already kind of like oh, this might not do it, and now with the delay, it's just I guess it's it's game over. There's a lot of headlines. I think Forbes had one. It's hard to overstate how damaging Halo Infinite, the Halo Infinite delay, is to the Series X launch. And then of course, um, uh, Game Rants had one that was like Halo's Infinite Halo Infinite delay is a big win for the PS5 launch. It's just kind of what we're saying here. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's it. I don't know. Is that the story? Is that the story? Does anyone else I, I, have anything to I say? I just about want to Halo? say real quick to clarify. I think the delay is a good thing. Mm. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's, you it, don't it, you don't want this to be a lower bar than what Halo Five set because mm-hmm. like I've played. Yeah, I'm a fan of the Halo series. I've played them all. I worked on RVB in some form or another from season nine to. 16 mm-hmm. and so it's like using it for machinima makes you really intimate with all the different engines halo 5 was just awful to do machinima and i mean it's like it had its bright moments but just there was a um always having to be online until they released the LAN version just made our workflow terrible so and then the but even if you didn't do machinima in it the story just seemed like a bait and switch because they were going to do like here's here's master chief oh he did something terrible now Locke has to hunt him down and bring him in but then like the marketing made it seem like you were going to choose which campaign or maybe which ending it was going to be and then they like you get a couple missions of that and it's completely abandoned master chief has like a fever dream about cortana and you never really feel like get that sense that oh he's doing something really bad the way the marketing set it up to be so 
yeah, if they're going to... So, Halo 5, very low bar, very bad for the series. If Halo Infinite needed to be delayed so that it wasn't worse than that, then I'm all for it. Yeah, I think that's that's all. Uh, it is a good thing to bring up that maybe I think this comes up anytime we talk about game delays. It, it's it's always going to be better to delay a game. You're going to have a better game at the end of it. You give the developers more time to to flesh out what's not working. But I guess there's a lot of speculation too now about the is the is the delay because of COVID reasons, like they claimed in that initial like Twitter post about we have an important update about the game. It's delayed. Um, and then it, or is it actually the fan response combined with the COVID stuff combined with whatever else they're dealing with, you know, internally, um, the, the fan response being like, oh, this doesn't quite, I mean, if, I think it's divisive, right? Some fans are like, this is the halo I want. This is combat evolved. Looks great. But I'll, I'll like, but the populace seems to be like, this looks bad. Like there's pop in the textures look kind of, uh, gummy, I guess is or Play-Doh, I think is the term that's been thrown around. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Nerd yeah. stuff gets weird. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, I think delays, I, I'm fully in support of delays, but, uh, if anyone, if no one else has anything else they want to say about this, this halo delay, let's, let's move on. I, I think I, I will say real quick, I'm curious what it means for crunch. Cause the gut reaction is to say that delays mean they will have more time to make the game, but it's been reported on that delays often cause crunch. Uh, we've mm-hmm. heard that about, uh, you know, we've, we've wondered the same thing about cyberpunk. Uh, we've heard, you know, wondered about naughty dog. Uh, and the culture over there. So I do sincerely hope that 343 is doing this with its employees' uh, best interests in mind. So You would hope so. and I You think would hope, but we don't really know. The feeling that I get too, though, is like if you're crunching for a deadline and you've been working just wildly for a month because it's kind of the, the developer cycle, the crunch can last anywhere between a month to three months, and you're running up to that deadline and then they extend that deadline, are you now just crunching that the crunch you already did and now it's impacted by like, oh, maybe it's like take a day off and come back tomorrow because we're going to do a whole nother month or two months of crunch for to meet this new deadline. <laughs> yeah, Just you're wondering if it's going to go from yeah. like, oh, I've been crunching 12 hour days. Can we go back to eight hour days, please? Please? <laughs> no? Okay, we're okay. still doing 12s. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Like, yeah, I wonder what that means for the whole team because like I, there, yeah, there are rumors on the internet about like 343. I guess they were having trouble since COVID happened. Like, transitioning to that work from home and getting the workflow right mm-hmm. but of course it's like everybody's speculating about why it's been delayed and that's just one of the many rumors but I, yeah. I could see that definitely being uh true just you know with our having to deal with transitioning to work from home ourselves so yeah. you know it's a, it's a challenge right it, all right. Well, for our next story, it's a little bit more lighthearted. I think this will be a fun one for everyone to talk about, which is why I pulled it. Uh, Nintendo posted an image, well, they tweeted an image of Mario hanging out on a tropical island in his trunks, just having a good old time on the beach. Uh, you know, he's got a nice drink. Uh, and of course, the fan base has gone wild with Mario Sunshine speculation. It is a game in high demand. Chloe, I see you smiling. Do you have a fondness? For Mario Sunshine. I just really like the header that's like fun tweet or malicious teaser. <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my editorial a little bit in there. Just yeah. That's uh, what I ask myself every time I post. <laughs> is this a fun tweet or is this malicious? <laughs> Why not both? So you the, know? 
The thing about the story that might make it malicious is they did a similar tactic last year where they posted, you know, you know, Mario on a beach and people just and I think even they've done it previously where like sun, sunshine, the word sunshine was in the copy of like, oh, yeah, Mario's out in the sunshine. And people were like, oh, my God, it's coming. And now, you know, it's been a year and it hasn't hasn't been there. So, I mean, are they just is, uh, you know, is Nintendo of Europe or whatever you know, they say, stay cool, Mario. Are, are they just teasing it that bit? You know, this year we've also had rumors from Venture Beat about, you know, a 35th anniversary for Mario where we're going to get all these remasters and ports of, of the Mario library. So it, it feels like a little bit more, it feels like there's more credence to it. And I, I don't know, I, I just put the story in here because it's fun to speculate about this stuff. Like, it's nothing. This isn't real news, you know, but like we get to look at Mario and swim trunks and I think that's fun. <laughs> That's true. Well, I think the most important thing here is there's a crab, so it's gonna be he's gonna be in crab fight. That's mm. that's it. Mario's oh, yeah. an extra character in crab fight. It's you confirmed. know what I'm talking about, Evans. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Mario that's, is coming to crab fight. It's going. Oh, it's act- absolutely very little, a little close to Mario's toesies, and I really would hope <laughs> that he doesn't get pinched. D- right? I don't know. Do yeah. we think? I don't know. Is this a fun tweet or a malicious teaser? <laughs> yeah, make, make the call. Who? What do you think? I think. <sighs> I think it's just a fun tweet. Or I guess the, also the other framing is, is, is this an actual tease for Mario Sunshine? I think it'd be more apparent if it was. I think this is maybe uh, a little it's bit. Just, my first yeah. reaction is like, oh, okay, it's summer. Mario's hanging out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's a postcard, right? Exactly. Connor? Says to your friends and family. Uh, my question is, is Luigi just out of frame? We see a green, lawn, a green lounge chair and a green straw in that tropical oh. drink next to him. Oh and my God. I, I think I, you've I cracked the code. I can't help but wonder. No, no, no. He's taking the picture. He's taking yeah. the picture. That's uh, what's clearly. going on here. Someone yeah, has to yeah. take a picture of Mario, yeah. the real person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this isn't a tease for Mario Sunshine. This is a tease for Luigi Sunshine. <laughs> Let's wow. go. What? Oh my God. I see Toad back there. Yeah, there is a Toad on a, on a little sailboat. Yeah, you can see him back there, like and he's that. well, he's on a green sailboat, so you know, could be Luigi confirmed right there. And this is this is just great uh, podcast stuck. material for all he's our audio into the yeah. deep waters. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Mario's like, this isn't about him. This is about me. <laughs> Dude, don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We've got a thousand other toads. It's fine. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mario, should we help? To- don't worry about him. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Do I look it's- good? Can I post it on the gram? That's what I want to know. Like, wait a minute. That's, that's all he's about. Yeah. Exactly. Hold on. <laughs> all Where's right. Mario's all right. Nipples. News is slow. I was going to say, last time we saw Mario shirtless, there was a whole huge uproar about his nipples. Are his nipples yeah. visible in that picture? I, I think uh, I think I can see one like right under his chin. Right. This is totally maybe? visual. It's just a really yeah. Yeah. a hearty F you to to our audio listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can't no, tell. yeah. I definitely see the outline of an areola. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. They fit nicely <laughs> under his chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I'm guilty. There, it was. A, it, we had a lot of news, and now it just seems to have all dried, <laughs> dried up. This next story, even, uh, is proof of that. It, it's actually a story kind of from last week, and I don't know if we. I mean, here at Inside Gaming, we we readily consider tweets from Daniel Ahmad news <laughs> news, uh, who is a video games analyst, industry analyst, who generally has some interesting things to say about numbers. He posted a huge tweet thread about how Sony is making over half of its revenue from digital sources. And um, of course, I think that's an interesting conversation because it's been so long. I feel like at the the dawn of digital sales, uh, companies were very guarded with these numbers. They usually don't 
want you to know how much money they're actually making. And it turns out it's a ton. It's a ton of money. Um, I've got the tweet here um, where um, uh, Daniel Ahmad says, here's a breakdown of Sony's game and network services, net revenue by segment for uh, 2020 Q1, uh, which is April 1st through June 30th. Of course, we've got console hardware at uh, basically half a billion, uh, package software at uh, 0.3 billion, digital software, so this is like games and, and whatever else, one point. $37 billion, which is 24, 24%. Uh, add-on content, so DLC, uh, things you might buy in a game, um, is at $2.29 billion, 41% uh-huh. of the revenue here, and subscriptions at almost a billion dollars as well. Um, and that's just kind of wild and interesting to me. I think, Kyle, this probably is a story that that interests you a little bit as being someone who I feel like is is interested in this kind of information about like yeah. game sales and 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 I think what makes it relevant for us this week and just in general this summer is the the new additions of diskless consoles right and mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of people are out there claiming this is because of covid this is because people are stuck at home they're not going to best buy they're not going to gamespot uh gamestop uh, they're not going to you know whatever their favorite retailer is to games. buy these games but I mean I feel like the percentages <laughs> are are just way 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 more than that this like can't just be covid to me right yeah i would agree because uh because sony is coming out with a discless ps5 they have to have numbers to back that up because this decision was made a while ago before they started like they before they finalized the design and put it into production they had to have numbers to support having just a digital only console already or a discless console uh so yeah i think this is just further proof of the rise of digital software because once you go digital with a lot of your stuff it's you don't want to go back because having to get up and switch a disc you know this is a first world problem right but having to get up and switch a disc whenever you want to change a game that's the you don't want to do that it's like once you can just suspend software and jump into ghost of tsushima and you're like oh no i'm done with that let's go back to final fantasy 7 just being able to do that the drop of the hat with a digital game it's amazing it's the best feeling ever so uh, that, that pretty clearly outlines how you feel i'd like to pull the, the rest of the room how do we feel about disc versus discless digital i don't know chloe where I do just, you fall on this yep uh, it depends i only really care about physical copies if it's like a game i really like and like the box art's cool yeah yeah other than that i'm like i'll just get digital it's just easier right what other reason is there to buy it just not just be like i have it <laughs> Look what I got. <laughs> I mean, Al- Alana has come on before and said that she generally prefers to buy games that she really, really loves or special editions of, of things that she loves. I think that's a cool way to go about it. For me, I just kind of started running out of justifications for like taking up space in my house. And my wife kind of looks at me funny and I'm like, are you, you going to keep this? And I'm like, uh, I can't explain why I'm I attached to this. I can't believe I married thing. a gamer. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Just like, ah, oh, geez. So, uh, I, you know, I, a while ago, I started trying to be a little more conscientious about about that. Um, and, and of course, the digital sales conversations go into like, you know, how much companies used to spend on things like shipping and stuff, like getting that stuff to retail and money that they're saving on that. And now they're instead exchange those costs for like server space or whatever to, to ship these games. So that that introduces the whole like $70 games conversation. It, there's a lot here, I think, that that this story kind of, or, or the tweet thread and the information about the analytics kind of points to about like our greater game state, like a, a, of just like the business of games, how, you know, these companies have actually been making a pretty decent chunk on, on digital sales and microtransactions. So uh-huh. if you had a feeling that like MTX was going away, like microtransactions are not gonna be a thing next gen, like 
No way. Like that, it's they're gonna find ways to charge you for things in games for sure because obviously it's it's working. Two point two billion dollars worth or something like that. Just for Sony. That's not Microsoft or Nintendo. Uh, we know that. Um, from other stories that digital sales have been increasing across the board, obviously be mm-hmm. partly because of, of COVID, but we just kind of know it's been coming. So are you all ready for a discless future? It sounds like you are. I was hoping we would get someone today who was like, no, you will pry my 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 physical games from my cold dead fingers because <laughs> I, I need mean, them. And that's a valid, that's a valid perspective, I think, but. Eh, I, I, I get know. what Chloe's saying. I'm more on PC now, so everything's digital because I'm not going, I don't even have a disc drive on this thing. So like, mm-hmm. When I was playing on PS4, I could be like, oh, I can get a copy of Shadow of War for $6 <laughs> from Walmart if I go right now and pick it up. And so, like, that's where most of my stuff came from. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like if I were the person that was, like, really into, like, steelbook stuff, I would get that. But I don't know. I I, I like to have physical things. I mean, good Lord, mm-hmm. I got the Art of Prey book. <laughs> like, nice. And it's proudly displayed <laughs> in my living room on the shelf. It's enormous. Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess I also have that game on physical. You know what? Just don't listen to me. <laughs> Forget it. Connor's back in. They mm-hmm. pulled him back. No, uh, yeah, but the steelbooks is exactly because I have like Uncharted Four because that was a really pretty steelbook and oh, also nice. like Mass Effect Andromeda, which it's it's a nice case, but. I, I think that's an important part of video game history. Well, you got I, something I have, out of it. Maybe yeah. more than people did when playing the games. I think I have like two sealed copies of Dennis Dyack games. I think one was the X-Men one and then Two Human. I have a sealed copy of Two Human because I was just like, this is so weird. And because it got canceled, the the shipping, the pressing got canceled earlier. I was like, I'm going to buy this right now just because Whoa. it's going to disappear. Mm-hmm. And so I've just had those. I, I, they're in a box somewhere. So I don't know. Video games is weird. Being a video I, game fan is weird. Yeah, I do. I, there, I think there is something I miss from physical media is like, I like to send my brother PS4 games. Like he got... Uh, when he got a console, I like shipped him like a starter pack of like, uh, I think I sent like The Witcher and Dishonored and uh, some Uncharted games. And it was like really cool to share that. And I, I do miss doing that. The same thing, I mean, I have the same problem with my Kindle. Like there's so many books where I'm like, I really want to give this to you. I really want you to read this so we can share this. But like, I'm not going to send you my e-reader. I agree. Like, uh, it's, there's something impersonal about sending, like, for my brother, I sent him God of War, but it was a digital version, so it's the code. So there's just something, like, rather impersonal about it. It's like, oh, here's this, uh, you know, 25-character code for you. Happy birthday! You know, it's instead of, like, something real, even though they're getting the same experience that you, like, had if you played it before on a console, which I had. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. There's just some, there's something weird about when you're gifting digital content to somebody rather than something physical. It doesn't feel real. I don't I can't explain I like the to feeling. to get a card that doesn't really fit the event. <laughs> <laughs> and write it yes. in there. Yeah, like I don't know about about y'all, but I like to get a my main my main go-to is a bar mitzvah card. Like <laughs> and it's always it. like congratulations <laughs> on becoming a man and I like cross out man and write like 20. <laughs> there you go. And, and then I put the code in there. Yeah, I think I got one for Autumn actually for, for nice. her birthday. And it was like, well, in the eyes of the in the eyes of God, you are. Uh, and I was like, good friend. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I wanna, that's no, a yeah. better Go way on. to uh, gift like something. Make it personal. It's like just the twenty because it's like, and Christmas you're like opening. Oh yeah, okay, you know, a video game, but you can't just open up a code and be like, oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, like, you, you know, you got, also you could just write it down on a piece of paper and put it in like a 
progressively smaller boxes. That's true. Which uh, could be a fun boxes. experience out of it. That's right. If anything, digital media, the advent of digital uh, forward media is going to put the onus on us to be more creative in our gift giving. Yeah, that's right? true. Right, everybody? No. <laughs> Losing right. my mind over here. Yeah, it, this it feels kind of awful, months. I think. That, that's right. I don't know. What do you do? Get like a giant uh, Commander Shepard standee or something. You're like, I got you the Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah. Right, it's written on his right. like, like card is just taped to his hand or her hand, depending on how you play. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh man! Uh, now I got to figure right. out like more elaborate. There's some pretty specific gift card categories in that aisle. If you've ever taken a stroll down it, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if we want to dig more into to uh, Mr. Ahmad's tweet thread. Uh, he basically just says this eh. is the best best quarter ever in terms of overall network sales to you. I mean, eh. it's more of the same. We've been seeing it across the industry. There's some cool graphs and stuff if you're into that thing. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to see it. But I think we've we've pretty much exhausted this topic, which leads us to the next big topic in, vid- in all of video games right now, Fall Guys, is still taking over the world. We did a story about it last week. I was like, we'll talk about Fall Guys. We'll probably never talk about it on this show or daily content again, uh, just because of the way news cycles work. But like I said, it's, it's, it's a bit of a slow week, but this just seems to be gaming's like newest phenomenon in, in a big way. I mean, there's a story that says, uh, you know, Fall Guys has 8 million players on PlayStation 4. There's other stories about how there's uh, cheaters, you know, trying to, to you know, do what they do. And I think a game's success can largely be measured by how many cheaters it has. And you think about like PUBG really? and Call mm-hmm. of Duty early on, you know, if there's big stories about cheating, you're like, oh yeah, this game must, must be pretty big. But 8 million, that's like, at some point, that's like like very good MMO numbers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't count that high. That's crazy. No wonder they had server problems. I don't know if I I could. It's just like chapter 10. I don't know. (laughs) One, two. Ah, fuck. (laughs) Four. I'm just wondering, like, I was playing Fall Guys and it's fun, but it felt like, I mean, are they going to add more mini games to it? I don't know a whole lot more other than it's like it's a battle royale that doesn't involve shooting. You know, it's one of the few that isn't involve guns somehow. So and, yeah, yeah it's it just felt that itch like Tetris ninety nine and Trivia mm-hmm. Royale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Fall Guys is fun, but I felt like I played every game that they had within the first like two to four hours. So not that I don't want to play it again, but I feel like I don't have that need to keep going back into it. Uh, but so I don't know. It's like how's the longevity of this? If they don't add any more mini games, I don't know how long it's going to stick around. It's just going to be a flash in the pan, maybe. But I don't know. Is there are there plans to add to expand it somehow? It seems like there are like a lot of talks in, in in discussions going around. Actually, I'd like to plug something. We're gonna we're gonna do a cool interview with with one of the lead developers on Fall Guys Ooh. for a feature oh. this weekend. Um, so look out for that, and I'll be asking you know questions along these lines. But yeah, there's been like brands coming out and making their own Fall Guys like. Um, uh, what do you call them? Cosmetics, right? Like designs for for oh. Fall Guys characters. Uh, so that Colonel Sanders thing was real. I saw it floating around the internet. I thought it was just a fake Photoshop. Like, it's not was in the losing game. his mind over that. Yeah, yeah. But, he was you know, like, oh, Colonel Sanders. Like, oh, I have to get back into this. He's like, but it's if, getting a lot of engagement from KFC. I'm like, I don't care about KFC. But I feel like the yeah. game. there's a story about like a t- Team Fortress Two uh, cross up, which does seem to be real. Um, but yeah, like if a brand like KFC is like, hey, we'll give you a million dollars to put our costume in your game. You're like, okay, money, please. Okay. Thank we'll give you. you yeah, chicken for like, life. You know, right? Uh, <laughs> and, and I yeah, heard the- my kids talking about this Fall Guys here. Because the, <laughs> the Foghorn Leghorn clearly still runs. Uh, 
<laughs> Clearly now, still now, runs KFC. Now see, yeah. now see, now see, now see here, now see here. I don't like the soccer game. <laughs> I want you to get rid of that then there soccer game right there. Put in some American football, and we might have a deal. I'm just saying. I I say. I don't. Yeah. So something I've come across with Fall Guys because it's so cute and it like looks has like this candy aesthetic. But when streaming mm-hmm. it, like. Chloe, I know you stream. I don't know if you streamed this, mm-hmm. but like I've had to actually check my anger because I have an audience. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> yeah. expect that to come. Have you run into that at all? Oh yeah, I like had to. It's a good game to get drunk with because then you're not, not as like tilted. <laughs> yes, you're like whatever. I don't care. And I'm just like it's whatever. Let me take another swig instead of getting angry because I've got people watching. I'm like I can't get angry over this little oh god baby just, game. What are you talking about? Right, exactly. Thought, yeah. <laughs> it's not like, like Warzone. It's not like fuck. Yeah. I got clipped by some motherfucker. It's just like do 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 do. It's just like ha 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 ha. Hey everybody. <laughs> Well, it is rage-inducing because it's like yeah. it's the other people in the game messing you up. And I know it's a battle royale, but like they're making stupid decisions. And it's like, oh, why did everyone go to the right? Now I can't get on the little teeter-totter and you've messed. You fucked me. How dare you? The seesaw one is the worst. Like yeah. people, it's not how it works. Really game. I really the seesaw the worst. one. And then it's, it's just terrible. like being in rush hour traffic. We're standing and waiting for it to come back down. I'm like, I know the second I run around to the other side of the fork, it is going to tilt the other way. Mm-hmm. That and happened to me. Uh, nine times exactly. out of ten, I back up, move over, go forwards, and it tilts the other way. And I'm like, motherfucker. You know, people have been doing the uh, one push-up challenge for every time they lose in Fall Guys. I'm oh. thinking, like, what about the one-shot challenge for every time you lose? Mm. Like, how bad would that die? get? And how quickly? <laughs> I mean, it's a- I, listen, listen, listen. It's COVID times. You're not driving anywhere. Uh, you know. You're not telling them a shot of what, because yeah, I'd never but, do it with Bacardi 151. Oh my god, but, no. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Well, when those Unless branding, you are a madman. Yeah. When I those had, branding deals start happening, it's going to be eat a, a, a foot-long Subway sandwich every time there's a load screen, right? Like, <laughs> you're right. That, I wonder if Bacardi synergy. has Bacardi ever sponsored a game stream? Uh, and are they interested if they have They can before? start now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you, oh, this isn't really about gaming, but my friends once made a cocktail called Jet Fuel. In uh, a for a particularly bad night in Brooklyn for yours truly, and it was like Bacardi One Fifty One, pineapple schnapps, uh, and oh, like no. two other things, and it was mm. like whew, cut to like twelve hours later. I'm on the subway with just a full carton of strawberries I bought at a bodega <laughs> and the biggest smart water that you can buy. <laughs> just like miserable. That's not really about gaming, but be careful when you're drinking. Stay hydrated, friends. It's important, especially it's if you're on a rooftop. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you're playing Fall Guys. I, I mean, I have to move things away from me that I don't throw. I mean, I'm not usually an angry person <laughs> or playing games, but you're like the most yeah, even sometimes just guy the, I've ever met. I, I got I got hit three times with one of those yellow balls at the end of one of those things, just right in a row, like right at the finish line. It just the RNG couldn't have been more stacked against me. Uh, we have a lot of extra time today because the stories are slim, so we're going to get into fan questions. But before we do that, uh, we have some beautiful sponsors to tell you about. Connor, take it away. I would love to, Evan. Thank you so much. I don't normally read the ads here, so we're gonna try to keep it fun, fresh, and lively. We're gonna keep the Blake lively. So, Uh you know, folks, as summer continues and we reach the dog days, whenever those are, you're gonna wanna sit back and watch some movies that you love that maybe you've seen before, and HBO Max, hot damn do they got it. They got the movies. They got new stuff, they got old stuff. You can watch Jojo Rabbit, very recent. You can go back a little bit further. You can watch Space Jam. If you haven't seen Space Jam, 
turn off the podcast and go watch Space Jam. Anyway, if you want to go back even further, you can check out North by Northwest. I was watching that the other day. Casablanca is on there. Another classic. Uh, there's honestly just so many movies. The amount of content on HBO Max. Studio Ghibli, like, they're like all on there, basically. And I've only seen Spirited Away. I have so much ground to cover. And fortunately, I can because I have a subscription to HBO Max and you too can have a subscription to HBO Max. So head to bit.ly slash HBO Max send to sign up. Again, that is bit.ly slash, that's a forward slash HBO Max send to sign up for a seven day free trial. Get watching movies, guys. Come on. How many times do I have to say it? Please go watch HBO Max. It's a really good way to spend your time. And also... Today's episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Why do you want to use ExpressVPN? Well, it lets you access the internet as if you're in a different country. So Netflix has different shows and movies depending on where you are. And with ExpressVPN, you can unlock thousands of new shows and movies from streaming libraries across the globe. Really connect with other cultures by pretending you're there so you can watch a show that's out there. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, yes, but ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast. You can stream everything in HD quality with zero buffer. Sorry, got caught up in my words, very excited. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast. You can stream everything in HD quality with zero buffering. ExpressVPN is available too on every device, phones, laptops, tablets, even your TV. That's how smart they are these days, guys. TVs, they're so smart, who would have thought? Anyway, ExpressVPN works with many streaming services, Netflix, Amazon Prime, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and many more. You can choose up to almost 100 different countries. It's so simple to use, you just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location, hit connect, then refresh the page, and the show or movie you wanna watch will magically appear. I cannot stress this enough. Get a VPN, not just for streaming, just for privacy online. We live in strange times and you've got to take the precautions you must to protect your data. Okay, please, and also you can watch shows. It's a win-win. So if you use our link right now, expressvpn.com slash send news, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN. Good Lord, what a deal for free. That's expressvpn.com slash send news. Thank you, ExpressVPN. Let's get back to the show. Thank you, Connor. Let's jump into some listener questions. I am ready. Are you all ready? This has never yeah. been attempted on this show before. I think we're going to try. I think I have faith in us. We're going to answer every single one of these questions. I'm committing us to this right now. Some of these we might have to answer kind of fast, uh, especially towards the end. I love it. But yeah, I'm, I, I am a big, big fan of of uh, setting us up for failure. The first question right. comes in from, uh, you know, depending on how you want to look at it, complete rando or beloved IG boss, uh, captain in chief, uh, Autumn Farrell, who says, oh, I know what, do you, what do you think Brian Gar is doing right now? The usual host of the show, Brian is still out on vacation. What do you think? What do you think he's doing? I think it was him in that Mario picture, honestly. They just. <laughs> Oh, he was the one taking the picture. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. I thought he was yeah. Toad in the background. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Toad of the show. I feel like, not no no shame on Brian. I feel like if he were taking the picture of Mario, it would be like a little bit of an ankle. Maybe his <laughs> finger would be in it. I don't. I've never seen a picture Brian's taken. Maybe I'm talking out my ass. Sorry to come I know. I mean, I've seen screenshots Brian, Brian has Gar. taken, and that's probably not too. <laughs> we have clowned on him for sharing screenshots. His thumb is in the, the screenshot. Slack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you do like a scan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that would be really. I actually kind of want to start when I make screenshots and share them. Get Photoshop a thumb, blurry thumb into yes. the picture. That is so funny. Kyle, I don't know how close you are with Brian, but, you know, he does work in the Texas office. Uh, what do you think he's doing right now? Uh, try not to burn up because it is hot out here. It's like 105. Like, Ooh. I looked out the window and got a sunburn today. It was that bad. Like, it's, yeah, he's trying to stay cool right now. It's bad out here. 
Uh, and and Chloe, I, you know, again, I'm not entirely sure your relationship with with the one and only Brian Gar. But if you had to guess what this complete stranger to you is doing on the <laughs> strange line of questioning, <laughs> he does like stand up, right? I think he's practicing his next routine yeah, to a, a, a wall or something. I don't know. I hope he's playing a lot of Dragon Quest and just you know getting getting I don't know getting snacks he likes. Uh, good, let's yeah, it's good to eat snacks that you like. I I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, this question comes in from Christian Simmers at uh, Zulder, as Zulder. I was going to say. So, mm-hmm. what do you guys want to see in the new Fable? Personally, I want to see a return to the quest and character customization of Fable Two. Okay, we can just go around. Uh, never played a Fable. Okay, so you'd like to see an entirely uh, game you've never seen? seen a before. game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I too would like to see a fable because I played like half of the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was borrowing it from a friend, and then they really wanted it back because they heard about like so like another uh, option they could have done because they're like, oh, I could be an evil character now, and like yeah. So yes, I would like to see a fable, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, a return to, to form. I'm gonna have to go with Kyle and Chloe on this one, having never played a fable game. I'd really like to see them make a fable game. Okay, I think. Yeah. From my perspective, Fable is uh, is a game of really about morality systems, and at the time it seemed pretty revolutionary. But I think some of it can be dialed back to ones and zeros, you know, like evil, good kind of choices. Sometimes uh, the thing about Fable is the way you play kind of affects the appearance of your character. And of course, this is something that's been reimagined in Mass Effect, uh, Mass Effect Two and, and Three, I think, to an extent. So I would really like a new Fable game to challenge like how we think of morality systems. I'd like to see them pick up that original mantle. Those ideas that they strive for and just put a real modern spin on it uh bring bring you know bring that stuff back you know if you're if you're doing bad deeds in the world your sword is going to get all like gnarled and evil and twisted or whatever or something like that i i I don't know and and then for dialogue and narrative choices i think it would be cool to 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 explore that gray area but i'll you know maybe have three or four different avenues you can go instead of just like you know you're evil or good or whatever but i think that's what i want out of fable uh and and that's a tall order so good luck (laughs) Um, of course, you know the- what I want to see out of Fable. Uh, I want to see this morality system brought in the morality system from Sonic Adventure Two with mm-hmm. the Chow Garden. Mm-hmm. It all depends on who's feeding you if you're evil or not. So you could be the best character in the world, but if you get your food from that one street vendor, turns out he's a real bad guy, and you start like, why do I, why is my hair spiky? Why am I? Why do I feel the need to murder? Like that's what I want to see. A morality system based on what you consume <laughs> in the game. I think. Could yeah, be or you are you what you hug. eat. Yeah, you yeah. that's an eat. excellent point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the hedgehog. Uh, this next question comes in from number one, the no fan Dylan at Scotch German. Thanks for writing in again. What measures do you think Microsoft and Facebook will take to get Apple to cut out its App Store BS? I guess I can say bullshit on the show. Uh, well, oh they expose. Did you just swear <laughs> on said news? I mean, oh, sometimes we, we we censor cusses on other content. Evan, I don't know. That is fucking inappropriate. <laughs> Dylan goes on to say, will they expose Apple's antitrust actions or attack them for their double standards? I just want xCloud on my iPhone. <laughs> Me too. Uh, it sucks that, that they've kind of just... I mean, they're not, I don't know if alienated is the right word, but this 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 goes back to kind of Apple's statement that they made that because they can't review every single game in um, a cloud service app, they will not allow it on the app store. So therefore, xCloud is not coming to iPhone. We talked about this last week a little bit. Uh, do you guys think that there will be any headway here? We'll just go around. Do, do you think... Do you think that Microsoft will be successful in convincing Apple to do anything or change any type of legal recourse or action they have in terms of making money? I think it all depends on how long it takes them to deliver a big sack of money to Apple's doorstep. Like, uh, I don't think I don't know if they'll be able to muscle them with uh, maybe with Facebook's help, but like 
I don't think they respond to uh, like the social pressure from other companies. Maybe if everybody stood up in one voice and was like, we won't buy the next iPhone unless xCloud is on there, which we know won't happen, right? <laughs> so yeah. I think it's going to come down to some sort of uh, business financial incentive. Uh, I, that That's just my take, though. I don't know. I agree. Otherwise, Apple's not going to crumble under yeah. social. Like, eh, give it, no. It's just like, give us money and then maybe we'll think about it. It's just that meme from South Park where they're just like, oh, I'm listening to complain as they like rub their nipples. That's what's <laughs> happening right now. It's like, oh no, no xCloud. Like, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it's a tough one because Apple is in a lot of ways not the walled garden it used to be. Uh, they've definitely, you know, they've implemented uh, different developer tools and like customizations and stuff. And like, it's less like our house, our rules. Like, you know, they've, they've, Exceeded on some stuff. This, maybe they'll agree on like a different revenue share because I think that's a big part of it too. Apple takes a 30% cut of App Store sales, I believe. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like, what, what are we going to do? Shame Apple until they yeah. they give in? in I, go ahead, Connor, I, sorry. I think, I think they're waiting. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I think there will be some kind of compromise down the line, but I think cloud streaming is so new and we've seen the pitfalls Stadia has stepped into and NVIDIA has had its own issues with sourcing licensing and xCloud seems the best positioned. Great, they're weed whacking. Uh, I'll get that in a second out the window. <laughs> uh, Xbox seems like they're the most well positioned, but I, I wonder if Apple is just like, obviously there's a big, uh, there's a lot of money probably to be had there, but are they just waiting to see how this whole thing plays out before they put it on there? I don't know. Or, yeah, or will so, it fail because there's no iPhone involved? And that's a huge, you know, Achilles heel to the whole operation. I think those are really, users. really good points. I think Apple Arcade isn't obviously like a competitor in that way to what they're kind of different things uh, in that way. I think that you all have kind of hit the nail on the head. Big companies don't make decisions unless their bottom line is affected. And I think we oftentimes like to think of the gamer demographic as having like this huge impact in the world. And there's a lot of gamers out there. There's a lot of people who play video games now, but I, the, the Venn diagram of those people who really care about having xCloud on their iPhone who will switch to Android now versus people who are just like, uh, I guess I don't have xCloud on my my iPhone. It's not a big deal. Uh, like it's not enough to, to shift. You know, it's not billions of dollars, not millions of dollars uh, enough for an Apple exec to be like, oh, I guess we should get on that. Or like someone called Microsoft, let's figure this out. Let's work out our differences or whatever. It's just probably not going to happen. So, so yeah, I think that's a long way to say, no, Apple ain't, Apple ain't changing nothing. This next uh, t question I do enjoy. Uh, Crispy of Tsushima uh, at Chaotic Crispy asks, can you scold at Doplex TV for getting my birthday? We've been best friends for 87 years. He still forgets every year. And of course, if you don't know, at Doplex TV is you know, uh, editor here, um, producer here, Amir, uh, meme master, the meme lord, as I like to call him. Uh, and so everybody, let's just take turns scolding Amir for getting his best friend of 87 years' his birthday. Um, I can start if, if okay, I'll, st I'll start. <laughs> Amir, how could you? You're so disrespectful. I expected more from you. Go wish your friend a happy birthday. I don't know. Amir, I don't know you, but how, how dare? How dare? 87 years, long time, very long time. You look good for 87, but though, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. good on good on you. Amir, how absolutely fucking dare you forget your best friend Crispy's birthday. 87 years, you've known him that long, and you forget. I forget dates too, but I never forget my best friend's birthday. Come on. 
It's so funny we're doing such IG specific questions when we have half of the cast yes. <laughs> not as part of IG. <laughs> uh, I will say Amir did me a solid yesterday. Uh, and so I, I got to side with him and I say, you know, Amir, you got to cut the toxic people out of your life. I, that is a good point that you bring up. Sorry, I'm a little bit taken aback. I did screenshot these questions. There, there could be new ones, uh, Chloe or Kyle. If you got specific questions, uh, you know, and mentioned, let me know. We can go through them. Uh, I'll happily uh, be happy to answer those. But in the meantime, uh, we have another question from Emily Snow at Emily America, uh, who asked, uh, what game based on a movie would you like to see made? Oh. I really want to see an Annihilation game in the same environment. Oh, just with a different set of characters and story. I think the horror sci-fi elements and uh, crazy visuals of the movie would translate perfectly into a game. And yeah. Interesting. Good that question. Is, that that mm. is a good, good, good poll. A game based on a movie, hmm, that hasn't been done, or like, do you want to just see a modern take on it? Um, Here, let me let me kick off a response to the question. If everyone wants to marinate on this for a second, yeah. Okay. My one qualm with Annihilation would be that it's so hard to figure out the rules of the universe in there because it's just seemingly like so hard to track. So it's like, what happens to who? What does how does time work? I don't know how that would translate into a an, uh, a game. Which are so rule based in a lot of ways. Uh, I feel like mm, makes you think. Spec Ops, the line almost kind of got there in, in a lot of ways, where they 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 do like the temporal shifting and things aren't quite what they seem. Uh, I don't know if you've, you've all played that, but it kind of starts off as a generic military shooter, and then uh, you know, writer's gonna write and you you know you cause a massacre of innocent people or something, and then you have like a crazy oh. you know spoilers for Spec Ops: The Line, but you get these like weird flashbacks. You start seeing things that aren't there. You don't know like what parts of the story are present or how long you've been stuck in this desert. You know, fighting um, you know I guess insurgents or whatever. Uh, so I don't know. I think does it, Kyle, do you have a good movie poll that you'd like to see a game? Oh, like I, it, honestly, like now I'm going back to like my favorite movies and it's like, you can't do star Wars. They make a star Wars game all the time now. So like one, I would like to see a modern take on Terminator two. Let's throw it there. Like, <laughs> how would you make a game today based on Terminator two? We're not talking about the other Terminators. We're not going to talk about them. Just uh Terminator two. That's one of my favorite movies. So I'd like to see, yeah, how a game developer would approach that. And do you get to play as the T-1000? Hmm, little mm -hmm. split campaign, hmm? You have to. <laughs> yeah, you have to, yeah. As long as they get the running correct, you know, his like, you know, straight hand running. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. The Tom yeah. Cruise run. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe, oh, can we have you... a game of just Tom Cruise running? <laughs> Absolutely. <Yes>. That, <laughs> speed, I guess, or that's not Tom Cruise, is it? Keanu Reeves. Uh, Keanu can Impossible, be in there too, I he's suppose, a skin. Yeah. 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 No, speaking uh, of Keanu Reeves, how about a point break game? Mini games where you go skydiving. That's really good. Kind of like of steep mixed with uh, a heist. Game. Oh, I'm into that. I want to oh, surf so and that. shoot. Yeah, a pistol at the same yes. time. Like, yeah. I mean, they don't do that in, in Point Break, but you know, you could you get a game of fight a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did Chloe just win the podcast? Hashtag. Yeah, I think, so. I think so. <laughs> I was gonna say like Snatch or something like that, and I think it just that's just like an adventure game with witty dialogue, probably, and that's probably not. I, I wouldn't be as interested in playing that as I am watching the movie of Snatch. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of games where you could take like. The feeling of a movie and make it into a game, not necessarily an adaptation. Like John Wick's Hex, John Wick Hex is pretty cool. If I don't know if any of you have played it, mm -hmm. it's uh, it's like a strategy game that Mike takes Bithel the like, yeah. moment to moment. Yeah, it takes the moment to moment stuff from John Wick and turns it into like breaks it out. It's very cool. 
It's very interesting. I have to check it out. I don't know. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Call Me By Your Name as a Don't Nod style Life is Strange experience. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Very soft. A lot of bony there, you know, in both of them. Of course. (laughs) I'm just going to go on a limb here and say, like, maybe, like, Step Up or, like, 10 Things I Hate About You would make an excellent... No, I can't. I can't commit to this, but those are fine. Uh, Next question. Christian Muhlenberg at uh, Music City Nerd asks, thoughts about Sony being aggressive about third party exclusive content for the PS5? Business wise, I get it, but I feel like next gen is going to be more fragmented than ever and it will leave a lot of gamers dissatisfied. Of course, this is a reference to Spider-Man being a um, a PlayStation exclusive from the new Avengers game and Mm. also reports on the horizon that Sony will continue to try and lock down uh, not just you know first party exclusives but exclusive content in games to make PlayStation 5 or 4 the place to play third party games you guys feel slighted by this is it just business as usual as a gamer it sucks because yeah you want to be able to play stuff everywhere but I mean yeah it's business as usual don't hate the player hate the game like this is what they got to do to get people to buy a PS5 I mean it sucks but they're going to do it because if it didn't work they wouldn't do it is the way I feel yeah. Anyone else? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> That's a great answer, Kyle. I don't think we've Sweet. had a succinct yeah. <laughs> answer to a listener question. But uh, Gabriel uh, Motte, I'm going to say. Le Comte. Uh, Gabriel asks, do you think PlayStation will need to adjust the value proposition of their subscription service to compete with Game Pass or are Sony and Microsoft going on very different paths this next generation? Uh I don't know. I think they can probably catch up. They obviously did PlayStation Gold first or PS PS Plus, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, mm. they they swung out uh, the fences hard with that, and Game Pass is kind of the response to it. So I think that eventually both services will go neck for neck. But obviously, Game Pass right now is just crushing it, um, and they, they yeah, do have and to they're, do some catching they're up. going to get rid of Xbox Live and just have Game Pass at some point, right? Is that am I imagining that, or did I read that? <laughs> I feel I feel like that's where they're heading. Like you won't to have these two subscriptions doesn't make sense. They just want everybody to be on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So I, I, isn't there a bundle? Yeah, it's it's kind of like a bundle right now, and they might keep that split as long as possible, so you always have a cheaper version. But I think mm-hmm. the idea is to get you in the cheap one and then upsell you on the 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 ultimate Game Pass, um, which honestly is kind of a great deal. Fifteen bucks a month, you don't need to necessarily. If you're someone gaming on a budget or like, I mean, think about me being a young kid trying to rent or or borrow as many games as I possibly could. A Game Pass would uh, completely eliminate any stress I had about like not having enough games to play. So. Right. I, yeah, something like that is very cool. Um, let's move on, I suppose, to Stephen Allen at Khan's Wrath writes, with Halo being delayed and Spider-Man Miles Morales being described like Uncharted Lost Legacy, is the next console generation being rushed out early? $500-ish, $500-ish dollars to play Game Pass on a bigger box or play a 10-hour long game on an even bigger box. Jeez, mm. all, the, all the PS5 questions all in a row. Yeah, jeez. Something's in the water. yeah. It definitely, it's called the console wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, my favorite. Does anyone, <laughs> speaking of the console wars, do we have uh, any of us have a particular allegiance towards Xbox or Sony? Not really. I have both yeah. sitting next to me right now. Like, it's no. gonna, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm one of the fools that will just buy every new console at launch just because I need to know. I have to know. Mm -hmm. I, I saw an article, I forget who wrote it, but it was basically a, an argument saying like, buying game, hardware at launch is the worst thing you, you should do. Don't do that. It'll be cheaper if you wait longer. Obviously, there won't be as many bugs. It's really stressful to try and find those boxes when there's like a limited supply. You know, there's like a lot of reasons why you could just wait and still have, have a fine time playing, you know, cross-gen games on your older platforms while you wait for even the availability of a new console or whatever. So, uh, yeah, and to this question about Spider-Man Morales being described like uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, um, I think it's fine. I want an excuse. Like, just please take my money. I, I want an excuse mm -hmm. to buy new video games and new hardware, and if it's just kind of even just like a little bit enough, it's enough for me. Um, but if you're, again, if you're someone who um, can't, uh, maybe doesn't have the funds in that way, like that, that, that console purchase is, is a very big deal, um, you know, for you and in, in your life and you have to save up possibly a lot longer or, you know, you're only going to be able to get one. That's, you know, that's definitely a thing worth considering. And I, I would always kind of recommend and waiting. It's a lot. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think it's the right time to come out with a new console, but, but it's by accident because of the pandemic, because of COVID, a lot of people are going through all their old games or like replaying games and they're they're starved for new they want something new uh and i know it's impossible to play all the games that are on like playstation 4 right now right but you have the games that you wanted to play and then you get done and then you really don't you know if you don't feel like the other ones then you're like oh this new thing's coming out yes i'm ready for it give me give me give me um i feel like that's going to be a lot of people uh come when the playstation 5 comes out do we know like the exact date yet or is it just holiday mm -hmm. Still, no, November is Xbox, and you can mm. assume PlayStation is is around there. So we don't uh, have a price yet, do we? No, no prices yet. Everybody's holding on tight. The rumor right now is PlayStation price will come first in August. Uh, this Christ! I mean, I was hearing the same thing in July. I was like, oh, the price comes in next week. I am just <laughs> tired of it. I, I want to see. I want to see it like get down to the wire. Where since Xbox is committed to November now. I want Sony to be like, you know, we're not going to say our price yet. And it's going to get really close to Xbox's release. I'm like, no, no, we're not going to say the price. But they're just having this, like, you know, uh, epic stare down or this, uh, you know, game of chicken. Mm -hmm. It's like, what's going to happen first? Or, you know, because Xbox wants to wait until Sony announces their price so that they can undercut it. But if Sony comes out after Xbox, couldn't they just wait also and just like sit there and be like, you know what? You know, what? let's see what happens. Let's see. Let's see who uh, blinks first. So I would love to see that. I just want to know how much the goddamn thing costs. Honestly, yeah. Right? It's yeah. Just, this can't be fun for them either. Like, cut it <laughs> no. the bullshit. The people who well, are going to well, yeah, buy your cons are going to buy. Every day they don't announce it is another day that it could be leaked, right? From someone internally or whatever. That's true. That's got to be really stressful about that. I, I feel like Sony is really good about it, though, because Xbox is leaking everywhere. Like, you know, there's a hole in the, like, the thousand holes in their boat right now. It's like leaks all the time. Sony, I don't think there is many leaks or it doesn't feel like it. Mm -hmm. uh, we still have a long list of questions and I'm afraid we're not going to be able do we to. Wanna, do we want to pop around a little yeah, bit? We, I don't think we, we're going to make it through this. this we can uh, certainly pop around if you see a question that you like. Uh, while you're looking for a good one, Connor, I will ask uh, real quickie. If you're the head of a studio, what style of a game would you make? Open world sandbox action adventure with huge set pieces, player choice narrative driven game. This comes from Kyle Stevenson at Ninja 73 and to which I would answer, I would make an arcade shooter. I really want uh, like a Geometry Wars experience. I think that's easy enough and in within my own wheelhouse. I know this is like a fantasy question, but yeah, I, I just want another Geometry Wars really. Uh, that feels as good as, as Retro Evolved. Uh, does anyone else have a game that they would make? A, a dream game idea? I feel uh, like also, 
just like RPG, I think. Dating sim. Love that shit. Mm. Yeah, putting the, the like the dating stuff like baked into the that's like a fable it's, thing, right? Where you can you can it? like form a relationship with, with someone in the game. Maybe? I don't know. I, I might Let's be go with sure. <laughs> it could be I, in the new fable. I might just be talking out my ass. Yeah, I, I, there is relationship stuff in Fable. You're not you're not completely making that up. You can get married. Uh, Kyle, do you have a, a, a dream game? He, TMTM. Yeah, I think he hit it in the um, tweet right here. Action adventure with huge set pieces. Yes, because I love Uncharted. Uh, and then I love action games. So like the new God of War, you know, with, the, with its open world and fun. Like I don't know if I would be more like melee combat, like in the action part, or you know, like Uncharted is, it's uh, guns and running and figuring out puzzles and whatnot. But yeah, that action adventure with huge set pieces seems to be up my alley. Connor, did you have one? Honestly, it would just be the new Hitman games, which are already being made. <laughs> Sick. Like, it, you know, if I were, what's the question? If I were like a studio head or a publisher? Yeah, if you can make your own game, dream game, whatever you want. Yeah, my dream games is just the new Hitman games. I think that's, that's probably... That's it. I will just, yeah. you know, I'll just make a studio and I'll hire, hire everyone out from IO Interactive when they finish <laughs> the third one and just be like, can you um do it again? To, to Kyle's point, I would have loved to see Star Wars 1313 and whatever that game is going to be. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Connor, you've that? pulled up a, a, a real winner of a question here. This is... I have? Yeah. Or do you, are you looking? Or do you want me to, to jump around and pick one? I didn't pick out anything, so I'd love to know what I did. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's just oh, no. around. Okay. Would a ask it to me though. <laughs> would a game yeah, like I'd love to hear it. This is a quick one. Would a game like Conquer's Bad for a Day fly in the current politically correct environment? Why and why not? This Are you Conquer fans, anybody? Is no more politically correct than any other. We're just more aware of who we're punching down against. We um, being people who make things. I, I don't I, I think I think everything that would have offended people today offended people then, but people were just more okay with putting it out. Yeah, and also uh more okay with signing like a, hundreds of thousands, I don't know how much games were costing at that time, but a million dollar deal that would incorporate content that is offensive like that, that might yeah, be I don't even know anything about Congress, Bedford. I don't know what kind of stuff it is, but a like- A lot of poop people, jokes, a lot of like, it's oh. it's basically- <laughs> Very sophomoric, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it, fine, yeah, who cares? It's like, what if, you know, like uh, Saving Private Ryan, but everything was poop? Like it's- Oh. It's like that okay. kind of thing. It, yes, it takes movie stuff, yeah, and, and then changes it to be I, you know yeah. just I, just, I just want to push back against the notion that all of a sudden people are offended by certain things it's just that we're hearing the voices of the people who have been pushed down by these kinds of things but poop stuff i'm not i'm not even call, going speaking out against conquer's bet for a day i don't know anything about it and it sounds like it's just about shit which is cool but amir you know, is a big fan if that's any indication he loves conquer. i think i think i don't think anything is like you know this com this conversation comes up so much in comedy if you can't work around your material without offending a, like a marginalized group, then you're not trying hard enough. Hmm. Yeah. See, I think I could see well, from what I know about it because uh, Miles is a huge fan of it, so he'd always talk to me about Conker's Bed for a Day. Um, it took the idea of this cute little squirrel and then turned it on its head because he's trying to. He has a hangover, and hmm. he's uh, that's how like the game starts. And oh no, no, sorry. This this king needs Conker because he's just tall enough to hold up his end table. So that's the okay. whole thing. That's why he wants Conquer. And then Conquer wakes up from a hangover. You think it's gonna be this cute little squirrel and it's gonna be all happy-go-lucky and it just turns it on its head. So the idea of taking your expectations and then turning them upside down, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that's you classic, know, you, you see that all the time. So that, yeah, that, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, so the jokes may not be the same, but like just taking that reversal, yeah, you could make that today, sure. 
Yeah. I, would it sell? I don't know. I, f- I feel like there was that Matt Hazard game or something like that where they tried to do the similar kind of tropey thing with with uh, with like game genres and it kind of didn't do too great. Is it Matt Hazard? I'm trying to think about what it was. Um, that question, of course, I must give credit to Danish Panda from uh, at... Jeez, uh, <laughs> I'm Cynical so terrible. Dane. Cynical Dane. Thank right? you, Connor. Yes, yes, of course. And I get we only have time for one or two more of these. Um, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> I like this question from uh, Aleos uh, Salazar. Since Tony Hawk 1 and 2 is coming out same day as Avengers, is Tony Hawk Pro Skater the Avengers of skateboarding? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. It's just getting like the best skaters and putting them all in one place. Um, let's see. We also answered a question already about uh, Dan Kimball, who says, uh, Omega Dan says, what canceled game will you always wish was made? I think Star Wars 1313 was mine. But if which you one, guys which have one was ones. that? Could you guys tell me? What, I, I, there were so it, many like, you know, Star Wars. It like started that, out that you were going to yeah. be just some smuggler or just somebody in, it, it was on Coruscant and you were on the like level 1313. And then. Mm-hmm. Didn't it at some point change to you were going to be Boba Fett as he was growing up? Like it had different variations. Evan, do you want to like talk more to it? It was basically, yeah, just Uncharted, but Star Wars uh, blasting stormtroopers and jumping from like these crazy Star Wars ledges to other ones and doing climbing and kind of that the the uh, roguish hero who quips and, and blasts dudes. And I think that speaks to me. Um mm-hmm you know, in a way, like I, I was really into Uncharted at the time they announced that and set in a Star Wars universe, I think makes it a little bit more fun in that way. But yeah, I think uh, you you kind of hit the, the larger narrative details of what that was supposed to be. Was it, I always forget if that was Amy Hennig's project or if it was a different one, um, because whatever she's on, it definitely has, has my interest. Were there any other canceled games? Star, uh, Starcraft Ghost always comes to mind as one of those. Oh man, that looked like it was going to be so much fun because, yeah. uh, it had the it, it, battlefield 2142 kind of scratch this itch, but the idea of like the floating bases and you'd have to like somehow go assault it, uh, in one of the early Starcraft ghost trailers or however they talked about it back then, um, really interested me. So yeah, I'm, I would want to play that if they could bring back a canceled game. <laughs> totally uh chloe do you have any that got canceled that you just were really bummed about oh, that was mostly uh star wars 1313 otherwise like i guess i'm sad that mass effect andromeda never got like dlc to help it in any way i think mass effect andromeda could have been the game that got canceled that we all wish would have existed but we're, we got to see how that panned out and, yeah and, so maybe it's it, for the best that we don't get these canceled games yeah that's an interesting point <laughs> um all right, I think maybe just one more. Um, what do you guys want to go out on? I'll give you a choice. We've got a question about what the greatest candy bar is. and okay. We don't have another uh, hour. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a question about when the last time everyone pooped their pants. Uh, and sorry, I'm just looking for one that we can kind of just dig into a little bit. Jeez, uh, I'm so sorry. On average about... I guess on average about how much time does it... Here, answer this question, Connor, and I will find our final, final question to go out on. Emma at Pillar of Gay asks, on average about how much time spent in post does it take to edit the daily? Which is a fine question. Uh, I would would love to answer that question. It's an excellent question. Emma, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, it takes like, I, I would say anywhere between four and six hours. I mean, getting everything downloaded and stuff. 
Yeah, Maybe. I think one day you finished it by, I mean, we shoot around 9.30 and uh, Connor, one day you had slacked me that the, the episode was ready to go by three o'clock and I was like, oh my God. This yeah, that was, that was, I was fucking on some shit that day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, was, I was rearing and ready to edit. Patrick Brown, also a notoriously fast uh, Inside Gaming Daily editor. Okay, here's one for everyone. Uh, how do you, and th- this maybe does apply to to Inside Gaming <laughs> Dailies, how do you guys deal with haters on the internet? Just looking for advice that I can use oh, and pass on to others. Ooh. And I think uh, to keep this positive, we're offering some helpful advice here, uh, how we deal with this. I think I would just say that that if you're being negative on the internet, stop it. I, I feel like I got recently last week, uh, I did the roundup in Brian's stead, just kind of keeping his seat warm for him and a lot of positive comments, uh, just tons of support for that. But like the ones that hang on to me are like the two negative ones and they're just stuck in my head. And sometimes I just think about them and it sucks. It really sucks. It can get you down. Does anybody have good advice for kind of how to how to block that stuff out, how to ignore it, how do you cope, how do you deal with it? Um, like, and I don't, I did, I'm trying to figure out how to not sound crass about it, but it's like, you, you take your phone, and then you just, you see the phone here, you put it down, and then you don't get on Twitter <laughs> and look at all the comments. I mean, it's, it's seriously, it's like, it, it's important to read the comments to see, like, you know, what you could improve upon, but like you said, Evan, like, the, you'll find, like, just some pure hatred out there. You have to be good about being able to like understand it's like oh this is somebody that you know hates their life and they're taking it out on me so i'm gonna ignore that one just like put that away but really just try not to obsess about uh the comments in general you don't need to be checking it again and again or um you don't need to be on twitter all the time just getting every at and just being like oh this son of a bitch you know you can just you know chill it's like you don't need to you don't need to be in that space all the time totally yeah no. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to like ignore it all because you're like, uh, you could have like 25 mm-hmm. positive comments, but like one negative one. And then you just think mm-hmm. about that negative one just constantly and you internalize it. I'm like, man, what? But like, not everybody is going to like you, unfortunately. And that's kind of like a hard thing to come to terms with. But honestly, just deal with haters. Either ignore it as best you can, make fun mm-hmm. of it with your friends, and then understand that person. They. They're nothing to you. You're ne- <laughs> like, really, they've got nothing better in their lives to make ne- ne- negative comments on the internet. Like, I think the ones that hurt the most are the ones that have just like the tiniest kernel of truth in them. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, yeah, my hair is too brown. Like, oh man. <laughs> and, 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 but, but the rest of the, the, the tone of the comment is just like, kind of just like takes it away from there. And that's what mm-hmm. I find myself gravitating towards. I mean, I've never gotten that specific comment, obviously, but like, oh it yeah, too, I did read this too brown, fast. Yeah. And then this person is also being really mean about other aspects that were like, maybe not necessarily in my control. Um, Connor, uh, do you have any good words of wisdom for anyone out there? I'm definitely with Chloe on this one. It is really hard to ignore it sometimes as much as you want to put your phone down, especially if you're like visible and appearing in content online, which I know not everybody is. Uh, You know, sometimes you're like, what are they saying about me? And you want to see the feedback. And sometimes it's ad hominem and stuff that you can't control, or maybe it's stuff that you're self-conscious about. And uh, it's, it's really difficult. And I think what I would say to somebody struggling with it is, um, I don't know. It's tough because, you know, I have my own troubles dealing with this, but uh, I would say the mute button is your friend. You know, mm-hmm. I'll often think I'm like, oh, is this am I overreacting? Is it mean? Am I acting out of turn to mute or block someone to which I say it's your feed? You you are allowed to control it. And if somebody is being mean and if someone is judging you or attacking you, mute them. 
block them, report them, use the tools at your disposal. Twitter is not a perfect platform, of course, so you can only do so much, but never feel like you are, like someone is entitled to share their opinion with you. Mm-hmm. It's There's a difference between fe- feedback and criticism and uh, just negativity. So like, don't, that little voice in your head that's like, it's probably not worth blocking them or muting them. Just do it. Yeah, totally. I, I think that's really good advice. I think I got like a comment the other day was like, clearly this video has no research. And I think it was for a daily that I wrote. And I was like, dude, I put like, there's like 10 articles sourced in the script. Uh, and <laughs> and was talking about like game prices. And I kind of like quipped back, like ironically joking. And this guy was like, hey man, that was really insensitive. It's, it's like, it's never what are you? It's never worth the response. You started this world. Yeah, the, yeah. Response, yeah. the response will get more attention than yeah. the original comment. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can't win. I generally yeah. will say that um, most people that I've interacted with usually back down. It's like, sorry, I'm a fan. Like I didn't mean to come out this way. I just been having a day or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and that's fine, but also, you know, keep that stuff in check. Uh, we are out here. We are reading comments. You know, any content creator is. Um, and just, I guess, real quick before we get out of here, Kyle and Chloe, I want to give you a platform to kind of talk about your stuff, what you're up to, and, and where people can find more of you. Uh, let's start with Kyle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, the host of Backwards Compatible, like uh, me along with Cole and Sam are like the main guys you see on there, but we have a bunch of guests on and people from around the animation department, but also all of Rooster Teeth. So you can check us out on RTTV Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Um, and then like, yeah, all our streams. We're on in the morning now. We're trying to find like a coffee sponsor because it's like, ooh, it's rough sometimes. But yeah, you can check us out there uh, anywhere on Rooster Teeth. Right on. And, and Chloe, where can, where can the fine people for find more of, of your content and what you do? <laughs> Um, I stream on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on twitch.tv slash echoclo, and I'm on every other platform at echoclo, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I, everywhere. Nice. That's some brand consistency. That's oh, yeah. very good. Right on. And <laughs> I Connor, do wanna, we're, we're, go ahead, Connor. Sorry. I, I just want to say real quick, I want to say how much I appreciate Chloe being on and having uh, an overexposed window in the background, because usually it's just me. <laughs> And I think there's some really great solidarity happening. I got you. It's, 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 it's cloudy, thankfully, today, so it's not just blazing sunlight in, but sometimes you can't see Full me. on sun. Yeah, there are, some, there are some videos where it's just like white behind me, and it's just like very, very great to have that. Also, great to have you on. Great to have you on, Kyle, too. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. You, I don't have the blown out window, but you know, window, so I can't I'm not really part of the blown the out window props. club. It's like you two and then Jacob from Funhouse. He's got that window next <laughs> yeah, to him. Yeah, also. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then the cat on his lap. He's got a wonderful little setup. <laughs> uh, you know where to find me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know again, me. I'll just plug that we have, um, uh, you know, obviously dailies every day come out between three and five o'clock. Uh, and uh, we got a feature coming out this week um, about... Uh, uh, fall guys we're gonna have an actual interview it's gonna be rad we haven't we haven't done a lot of this lately so i'm super excited to to work on that and also i want to tell you about inside gaming's best kept secret which is we have a channel on roosterteeth.com where we put cut downs of live streams that we do connor you've worked on one recently amir just posted one where we're drawing cartoon characters real bad mm-hmm. uh, connor can you remind me about the special that you cut recently which was really funny gosh what is it i've uh, done a bunch of them yeah i mean I, uh, I, I don't know which one i did last so You're there's role-playing on the ones. Um, uh, you and your brown hair. <laughs> Crab Truckers <laughs> is on there. And they're, they're, they're cut downs of hour-long videos. And, and I just, they, like Amir did one about VR where he played Boneworks and he hits, he hits a guy in the butt with an axe, which is really funny. I don't know. You, you, it's good content. You should go check it out. It's it's probably our best kept secret. Uh, and I just wanted just to give to that say a say people, out. don't watch it. <laughs> uh, Bio Explorer is broken. So who knows? 
<laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks again, Kyle. Thanks again, Chloe. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Connor, Thank you. of course. A- anytime. Uh, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. 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 Bye.